スラサタンしよう Hey everybody, what's up? Happy Friday, Shiro Show Live. And I've got、uh, Saturday here, I've got、uh, Emerald with me. How are you doing, Emerald? I'm, I'm doing okay. I, it's kind of funny that the TV's kind of sitting on just on the table. Well, that's、uh, better than floating in the air, right? <laughs> yeah. You know what's really impressive is it looks like I'm actually rotating. Did you rotate my, my picture on the screen? Yeah, it's a plugin called 3D Transform. Nice. Yeah, yeah, you, you can you, pin you the corners. You need to get the temperature. Sorry? You should get the curvature so, so it looks、yeah. like I'm actually on a rounded screen. Would, yeah, yeah, that's true. It would,、uh, <clears throat> that would be better. But、uh, okay, so you've given me something to take notes. No,、uh, I, I, the reason I have you kind of, I could have had the TV a bit bigger, but I need to make room for our browser here, which is like,、uh, where's、oh, yeah. the browser? Right here, right here. You see? You get the browser going?、Um, it's also my fault for not buying the freaking green screen. Oh, I'm still in the way. No, no, no. Yeah, no, that's fine. That's fine. You're just a tiny bit in the way. I can still scroll. People get it. It's aesthetic. But, I, but again, like, you know, if, if I had a real BVM or real P, whatever, consumer PVM or whatever on the table, it would take up a lot of space. <laughs> Let's be honest. So, I mean, that, you know? that's what you should do. You should just like, drop the whole set and just film yourself in a garage and put me on a real BVM. Yeah, okay. I'll just, I'll,、uh, I'll go buy that BVM right now. You know, you're gonna, you're gonna fund it, right? We'll, we'll, ha- we'll、uh, charge it to Shiro. We'll charge it to yeah, Shiro's yeah, account. Char- charge it to the Patreon. We'll charge it to、I'll、Blue Moon. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Oh, oh man, it's turning into Space Ghost now. It, it, it really is. Wait, <laughs> what? I, I have, I'm looking at the feed. And the feed is way up here. But when I look at the feed, it looks like I'm looking at the, the browser, the browser scroll. <laughs> did, did, uh, Anthony, did you say that my, my voice is turned into a, a robot? Is that what you said? No, no, no. The show is turning into Space Ghost. Oh, oh no, okay. Ha、no, no. ha. <laughs> Now I get the joke.、Yeah. Okay, I thought, see, I thought you said that I'm turning into a robot.、Uh, I was recording a cast with Mel, Segalord X, the other day. And again, that one little problem with my mic came back. And I was just like, oh, no. I really hope this doesn't happen on Shiro's show. So. Anyway,、uh, wow, we've got a lot of folks in the chat today. We've got、um, Albert AM25, we got Anthony, we got Danthrax, we got Emerald Nova, Greg Lacquerware, we got Random,、uh, we got even、uh, Raimi, Super Ray <laughs> in the chat, you know? So we've got a lot of folks here in the live stream chat.、Uh, you guys are, as long as you don't step on each other's toes, you guys are free to comment or whatever. You know, I don't have, I don't have Pat here with me this week. As you know, he got called into work, poor guy.、Um, And, and then tomorrow, I think he's got like three different parties to go to. So he's like Mr. Popularity. He's just going to go. He's、like, always got those parties. I was like, pace yourself with the drinking, you know? Because you got to be able to drink. He's missing this party. Like, like, we got half as many people in chat that we do on YouTube right now. Oh, is that right? Is that a good yeah, thing or a bad thing? <laughs> Should I, I take I, that? It, it, it's a different kind of popularity. It means the community is a lot more close knit. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I. It's true, right now, when we publish a video, a podcast, or something like that, usually on YouTube, you get about, unless it's some crazy anomaly, you know, usually there's about like 350 to 400 of the same people watching every video, you know?、Um, the, the podcast is a little different on, on the Podbean side. That, that part I have a hard, harder time tracking, but it looks like a lot of people 
a lot of people who are not necessarily regular listeners are checking that out. But yeah, when it comes to YouTube, I think it's pretty much the same close-knit community. Yeah, it's it's probably Which is harder fine by to me. penetrate. Yeah. yeah, it's it's harder to penetrate the YouTube algorithm, but I think Podbean is actually trying to have people like watch different stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. As as opposed to YouTube trying to get you to watch the same video essayist and late nine commentator that you do every week. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of uh, speaking of video essays, uh, I watched uh, one that Norman Caruso recently put up, the game historian. Uh, I think it was the it was whatever the latest one was. It Mario Kart. Well, I watched that one and the Super yeah, Mario, Mario World. Kart. Mario Kart, yeah, great, great video. Did did a great job. I love. He's like the Ken Burns of video games, you know. The Ken Burns. No, I, no I word of lie. I mean, like, he literally. Uh, I think he literally tries to emulate Ken Burns. Like, first of all, everything oh, is like done style. like a PBS documentary. Very clean. Very, very tight. You know, very. You know, it, it, everything's just buttoned up and clean. But also the way he has people read. And then he has like the Ken Burns effect with like the image floating across the screen, and and uh, he's got like the old West music. You know, he'll be like some Japanese game developer, but it's like got this twangy old West like banjo music. And I'm like, like, like we're it, talking about a prospector. It's like you're watching a bit, you're listening, you're watching this documentary about the settlers or, or the Dust Bowl or something like that. But then yeah. instead, it's like Yuji Naka or something. I like it. I like it. That's, you know, that's what he's doing is obviously inspired by Ken Burns. And, and so, you know, I appreciate that. And then Nick is like, Nick's style is to just load it up with memes and stuff like that. And I like that too. So I could go both, both ways. Give me some updates. Emerald, what have you been up to? You said you've been busy, right? Yeah. Uh, so, so I, I, I've been traveling a little bit for work. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to go into my work details, but that's been getting in the way of the dev stuff. And I accidentally uh, gave myself three projects for the competition. I don't know how this happened. Um, so uh, I'm, I'm, if, if any of you guys uh, tuned in for the, uh, the Extra Life charity stream, I think I did like... It was probably only like 13 hours or so, but I, I got this uh, this tool working with everyone's help. Trekkies came on, Knight came on, a bunch of people mm-hmm. came on uh, to try to export just generic images, whatever image you have. It could be JPEG, bitmap, PNG, whatever, uh, and shove them into a Saturn-compatible format. Mm. Um I'm most of the way done with it. I have to like finalize the Saturn side of the code to make it like actually useful to someone who doesn't want to like reverse engineer the thing. Mm-hmm. But as of right now, um, I have this this tool that you can put in images and it will at least crunch the colors and export them in a way that you can then try to load back up onto a Saturn using tools that are currently available. Nice. Uh, so you can export a TGA and then Joe Engine has native TGA stuff. Uh, I think some of my earlier stuff on GitHub has its own TGA loading code that I'm going to have to steal again. And eventually I'll have it so that you can do uh, multiple different types of, of colors. So like RGB or paletted or whatever. Hmm. Uh, and hopefully this Saturday at, uh, what was it, like 9 o'clock Eastern? Mm-hmm. Is that is that what Seven Mountains comes out to? Uh, seven? Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay, yeah. So this Saturday, 9 o'clock Eastern, I'm going to try and uh, do my level best to finish up that work and release it. And it'll be just in time for people to crunch the last two weeks to try and make a game uh, if they really don't want to use Joe Engine's native tools or whatever. Uh, and then there's Bastard Baroque. Uh, I've been putting that off for a little bit. I got a bunch of text to insert, and then I'm going to try and do like a, a 0.9 version release for the competition. Yeah. And then after that, 
Uh, Knight, you can comment on to whether or not this is even going to be remotely possible. I'm going to attempt to do a a first like pre-alpha demo of of netcode where a Sega Saturn can connect to a server for the start of a MMORPG. Hmm. No comment. Yeah, that, that I can't guarantee. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think so. So so that, that part might not happen. And considering how much free time I'm going to have at the tail end of this month, uh, I may just end up making either the single player version of the idea that I had or just slapping together another, you know, one week game project and seeing how that does. And I'm sure Xenos is going to track me down to do some updates for Blue Skies. Uh, there, there are some things that I probably need to, to add to it that's probably going to also be included in whatever I work on. But yeah, uh, this is all completely self-imposed. I don't know how it got to this point, but uh, at some point I need to slow down. <laughs> yes, well, you've also... Yeah. Well, actually, I would argue you need to speed up and hur hurry up and get done because you've got like an addition coming, right? You've got like oh, a, yeah. a mini emerald... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Emerald Jr. So, Emerald. so we're calling him Emerald Jr. Uh, for for want of a name that has not even been discussed yet. Uh, yeah, uh, I have a, a baby registry. I posted it here and there. I haven't made like a really good official announcement yet. I think I'll do it this Saturday. Where I'll be like, hey, everyone. That wasn't private, was it? Was that? No, 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 no. Because, okay. because the, no, the reg. I mean, it, it was for a hot minute, but then the registry is like out there. Like, right. uh, I'm trying to get people to buy me stuff. So as of like uh, Black Friday. Yeah. Well, sure. You're I gonna mean, need all the yeah. help you can get. <laughs> yeah. S sign up to the Patreon for Shiro. But once you're done, uh, go over to Emerald buy some Nova diapers. And, yeah, and, and buy me some freaking diapers, man. Yeah. Um, and and if you if you if anyone wants to uh, to to like contribute toward one of the baby registry items and mm -hmm. you're on the Emerald Nova Discord, you could go over and look at baby pictures. Mm -hmm. uh, right now, it's just ultrasounds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, That's the best you know, I can do for you right now. Arguably, if you got the headphones on and you can put the baby over your shoulder and code at the same time, you know, maybe. Because <laughs> yeah. I no, was I, so yeah. One of the things on the on the registry is like a sling kind of deal. So I just like, you know, uh, I, 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 I don't have a good analog for this. Like who who's some who's someone that just carries around just like a guy is like Death Stranding. I can like Death Stranding mm -hmm. the kid. While yeah, those I'm things, those do... things are pretty good. Pretty good. I've tried yeah. several of them. <laughs> I can the, the, the most comfortable are the ones that are like made out of fabric. You just got like the little bean there, and you're just uh, trying to get some work done or whatever. Assuming they sleep. I, I, Assuming they sleep. I, I look like some sort of uh, hunter gatherer stage of society. There you go. Yes. Yeah. You know, someone just trying to gather berries while they're carrying their child in a loincloth type deal yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's that, that's going to end up happening. Uh, yeah. Luckily, I work for the government, so I get three months to try and recover from from the trauma of 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 creating a human. Uh, after which point, I'm going to have to have a whole bunch of work to catch up on, and yeah. uh, development is just going to come to a, a a crawl. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Pretty much. That first one is is rough. I, uh, yeah. Monfus can tell you all about it, right? Because uh, uh, he recently, I think, had a kid, and it just like usually when I when I check in with him, he's just like, "Yeah, <laughs> I don't, uh, you know, it's been pretty much like full time, <laughs> you know, don't sleep, don't, <laughs> you know, uh. it's it, it's rough. It's acceptance is the is the best, uh, you know, don't fight it." Don't don't be like why <laughs> why me God <laughs> like just you just, you this, did this, this is my life now just you take, chose yeah. the yeah you did this accept it you, and accept that yeah. you're gonna be a zombie and you're not gonna get any sleep for a long time 
And I'm not even kidding about that. You might go yeah. insane. <laughs> I mean, I, I had a dry run in parts of grad school where I could go sleep for a little bit, but I feel a lot older now. Yes. Having done that. Yeah. Uh, I can't do all-nighters anymore, and that's like the most disappointing thing. Oh, I know. I used to be able to to do like the full 24 on on um, yeah. on Extra Life. I think at one point I did a 36, uh, and now like I hit 12 and I'm like out. Yeah. Get getting older sucks. Also, you can't do sugar later at night. Like, like drinking alcohol late is just like, I it, I want to like watch Netflix, but I also want to drink a beer, and then I'm just gonna like, <laughs> like puts me to sleep. Yeah. The sugar and the sugar is terrible for you after it, you know. So if you're like in your twenties, enjoy it. Just uh, stay up late, drink as uh, much no, no. as you want. <laughs> I'm, I'm already in my thirties. I'm I'm, yeah. I'm I'm catching up with you. I'm saying for, um, for those for those that are in our community that are still lucky oh, enough yeah, to be yeah, in their twenties yeah. or or in their early thirties, you know, just enjoy it while it lasts because it catches up I, to you. I can't even drink like uh, I uh, I I drank a lot of Coke Zero because I don't yeah. like Diet Coke, but I also don't want to have to drink a lot of sugar. But right. it's like the perfect amount of caffeine to keep me up. Yeah. I can't even drink like Coke Zero anymore. Somehow, oh, no. uh, Coke Zero gives me some weird kind of hangover type deal, and if Ponut is to be believed, a professional drug dealer in himself, uh, the the aspartame or something in the Coke Zero metabolizes into some form of uh, methanol or something, or that hmm. kind of just like, like it's like mildly poisoning yourself. Really? So it's like all the bad parts of getting drunk, but very mild, but mild enough, or uh, I, I have such a low tolerance that it's, that I'm just ready to like not function the day after I've had yeah. one too many cans of Coke, which is like the most pathetic thing ever. Well, here's um, to, here's to, uh, Emerald and Emerald Jr. and yeah, the missus and just, uh, trying yeah. to stay alive. I, I'm, I wish you the best. Get a bunch done now because uh, yeah. <laughs> the end uh, is so near. That's, that's the worst part. Like, I, I had it in my head that scenario was somehow going to be done before I had a child. So yeah. that scenario two could be about said child. Right. Uh, yeah, at this point, I might as well just give up and go Unity. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Well, you know, you, that, that's something. You could go bat, you could go Unity and then port it backwards, you know? I don't know. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Um, well, I anyway, mean, yeah, yeah. but but we do have the competition coming up, and there's already been a couple of entries, and some of them are uh, actually yeah, yeah, yeah. really, really exciting. Like, Trekkies, he, uh, up, he uploaded, um, it was like an it's audio the, muxer? Um, audio video muxer? Film muxer. Yeah. So, so it's, it's like it's a film. Be, um, uh, whatever, uh, it's, it's, it's currently for audio tested right uh, adx and pcm adx i think was an open problem i don't know if pony sound handles adx yet and if it does uh pony is gonna have to come back and correct me uh, as to what the caveats are mm. with this i thought that the film muxer was exactly what it sounded like where you actually could get fmvs yeah uh, you, you can you could basically mux in a different audio source for these translation projects without um... affecting the video feed at all so it's not like you're having to recompress the video you're you're just muxing in a different audio channel with the original video. So Sega Film was okay. one of the proprietary video formats that a lot of Saturn games used, and uh, you know you'd have a Japanese video, a uh, Japanese audio dub or something like that, right? You take for these, you take the English audio and you just mux it in and rebake the file somehow with his tool, but it doesn't recompress the video so you're get you still have that same quality of 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 video that you had from the original source ah uh, i see yeah and that's uh, a really I, cool tool it's 
it's it's a it's a really fantastic tool but i i I, i'm gonna jinx it by saying that there's been so much activity in the saturn translation scene Mm -hmm. that it might be too late for for it to be useful for new projects i don't know well i mean it it really comes down to what games they're working on and whether they use sega film or whether they use true motion so like obviously true motion would require something different i don't know maybe like ffmpeg or something uh or maybe maybe trekkies is working on a tool like that um and then of course you got uh what what is there there's true motion there's cinepack obviously that's like his wheelhouse right and then that, sega film the... oh and then you yeah, know so, so cinepack to my knowledge is the popular one uh, it's it's definitely it was cheap it it worked cross-platform <laughs> it was cross cross-platform as well um you could get pretty good cross the board results for it um you didn't have to license well i you would have to license it from radius right cinepack by radius um i'm not sure about that actually i might be talking out of my ass but um there was another one uh the the company that made all the sports games ea ea had their own proprietary video codec for saturn as well yeah. uh but there's cinepack true motion film and ea's uh, whatever they call it thing yeah and you'd see it in all of the you'd see it you boot up a sports game and you get like the the live sports feed videos and stuff like that with you know you get the intros with all the home runs and stuff like that usually it was like some proprietary ea thing i think they used it as well for uh what was that game soviet strike because that was an ea game as well i think they used it in that game as well but yeah so speaking of video Speaking of video, do we want to do this, uh, Greg, Dan? <laughs> What's sure, up? Yeah, you know, yeah. we Shadowmass mentioned in the chat here a minute ago that we are already using Trekkie's new tool on Stellar Assault SS. You are. Yep, so that game uses Sega Film. Uh, it uses Cinepack. Oh, it uses Cinepack. So wait, so yep. Trekkie's Muxer actually works for Cinepack as well? Yeah. Wow. Okay. So I I don't know if he undersold okay, it or if I misread, but when I was reading it, it, the, no, it's, it's named film. It's named the film marker. Right. I didn't see the Cinepack part. Right. But I no, just no, assumed he was talking. Yeah. I just assumed he was talking about the format Sega yeah. film. Okay. But, I take back what I said. Cinepack <laughs> is just so magnificently oh, yeah. like, ubiquitous. Yeah. And also, maybe you want to be able to use your own. Uh, I think p- people can still like do their own Cinepack encoding without too much issue, just oh, yeah. considering the results for the last competition. Mm-hmm. Not the Sega Saturn anniversary competition, but the FMV cross-platform competition yes. uh, that Trekkies ran. His his uh, Cinepack results were amazing, like compared to yeah, True Motion. So 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 the, the the Saturn results were were incredible. The N sixty four results were like perfect, mm-hmm. uh, like shockingly perfect and the, the even the genesis was cheating, like hilarious man. what the n64 was cheating it was pretty much uncompressed video it was h yeah it was uncompressed video yeah. right how but i that, don't know that's the thing n64 had is and it had uh the ability to, ability just hold, to do it yeah it had the ability to hold like 128 megs of just nothing but uncompressed video and it was right. just there right and the, the the bus could handle it and you didn't have to wait for the cd to catch up so when you say cheating night, you mean like it that never would have been possible in a commercially released game at the time, right? Because of the cost of parts, yes. Right. The N64 but, had addressable space for that large amount of data. Right. But nowadays, if you built a cart 
with you know nowadays that flash memory is cheap and whatever you could build a game like resident evil 2 with like perfect video right technically using this technique yeah okay but again like at the time it would have been impossible whereas trekkie's cinepack results could could have actually been used in like a commercially released game and they were really good um I've, I've actually been like that's kind of what i know him for now is like pushing cinepack farther than anybody else was able to push it at least on the saturn you know so that's very impressive um did you have another thing yeah, to say so, about that, or, or uh, Emerald, or should we? Uh, it, it just I'm I'm surprised because uh, when when I opened up the utilities competition, I did it as kind of like okay, people are asking for it. I don't know how many people are actually going to submit for it, and then we had like five entries last year or something, mm-hmm. and now I'm thinking okay. But we'll use that as a baseline and assume there's going to be five more entries, but it's mm-hmm. probably going to be less. But now, like I'm I'm imagining even more entries this year mm-hmm. in every category including utilities because there's just people keep making stuff i feel like the more more than i was expecting the more them. tools and utilities that are made the more yeah. projects we're gonna see and you know because people it's gonna be easier for people to do this stuff if there's all of this to all of this tooling you know that uh that yeah, folks are able to use so the 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 um the motivation for me working on the the emerald image converter or whatever I decide to name it next is is that enough people have come up to me or to SX with random issues in Joe Engine where it's literally Joe Engine having a bug or being broken in certain respects. Right. And Joe uh, is too busy with real life to respond to pull requests anymore mm-hmm. that I'm thinking that at some point we're going to need to like modularize all the stuff that we're working on and and distribute uh more maintained or more up-to-date code so in this case stuff like pony sound pony sound is self-contained you import it it works with other stuff it doesn't fight with anyone if you need to use it it's there if you don't use it you don't include it nothing breaks right Joe engine is is very tied into itself and it actually puts stuff into memory based off of how it assumes it's going to be used right and it's 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 kind of a little bit too specific for a lot of people's needs so I've been kind of like encouraging people to think of Joe Engine as a learning exercise before going off and doing their own thing. Yeah. And I'm hoping that stuff like like uh, these kinds of tools with some associated example code will allow people to just copy a couple files and shove things into their SGL based game that they otherwise mm-hmm. wouldn't have the ability to do. Would you say that y'all um, is the same way that y'all is like self-contained and of itself or... Does it work? I, I honestly, I have no clue what the full capabilities of y'all are. My only issue with y'all is that it's a continuous work in progress and the code hasn't stabilized to a point where, because uh, I've, I've talked to Mr. Cotfew about this a couple times. Uh, if I wanted to sit down and do a tutorial of y'all, uh, the first thing is I have to figure out how to build the thing and get it to run on my computer, which mm-hmm. is, is a non-trivial process. Because it's not like a Joe Engine where you download and you're ready to go. And, and the second thing is when I asked him, okay, if I write a hello world, will this hello world be valid, uh, you know, in the future? And he, and he said no, because things are going to be changing too fast. Uh, in which case, I would say, uh, considering the current uh, environment and the current results that we're seeing and the fact that the creator of y'all himself is saying, hey, the code is probably going to keep changing in a way that your code is not going to work from year one to year two with larger projects. That that is a thing that you have to consider. Uh, 
I don't. I can't recommend y'all to people that want to make uh, something other than uh, a learning exercise. Mm. Uh, however, tools are being imported and made compatible with y'all. Y'all can use Pone Sound, uh, and I think y'all. I don't know if it's been demonstrated, but I think y'all should be able to use ZTP, which is what I use for three D uh, XL two stuff. Just sounds uh, funny when you say it, y'all. Y'all should be able to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, am I am I supposed to be pronounced like Yaul or something? Yaul, like that? okay. He prefers Yaul. Yaul, okay. But it's an acronym, I, right? It's an acronym for something I forget. Yet another useless library. Yet another useless yeah. library. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. So so uh, Got the, it. the thing is, what what if I was to recommend someone who has a little bit of practice on the Saturday enough to be confident enough to solve their own problems, I would say take some baseline SGL and start grabbing libraries from stuff that you know you need and works. So sometimes that includes code from y'all, or more often it includes reverse engineering Joe Engine and fixing something, or taking something like Pony Sound or ZTP, mm. or in this case, I'm sure this film muxer is going to come with some example, um, here's how you play film on the Saturn code. And if it doesn't come with it, I know it's on the forum somewhere because Trekkies has done a tutorial on it. If not Trekkies, someone else. But there's a tutorial out there. So uh, I think the future of Saturn Homebrew is going to be more longer-term projects. They're going to be facilitated by modular. Uh, that's my phone. I'm sorry. Modular code that you can just plug in to SGL, as opposed to having a complete framework where you have to learn how this framework works with itself. Yeah. Sorry, I'm getting caught up on the uh, chat, but I I hear you. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> Ray says Cinepack is his arch enemy. <laughs> so that's yeah. funny. Um, but uh, okay, so cool. You know what? It is exciting though. It, it is nonetheless, it's exciting that uh, tools continue to be written and that there's just more options for folks. I do agree with you that, um, that uh, Joe Engine is kind of like training wheels. You know, it's a very great place to start. You know, if you are just getting in, uh, it's probably a really good entry point. It's where XL2 started. And of course, you move away from that once you get more. Uh, right. But but that's a great way to get off the ground and running. And it's already so well built out. Um, like you said, it has dependencies that are kind of uh, closed, closed off. So I like the fact that tools like po Pony Sound are more open and just able to work modularly with everything. So uh, hopefully uh, we get to that point and may maybe even Joe Engine can revise can undergo revisions where it becomes you know less so, like yeah lacking um lacking the ability to make a real game for this year's competition i may just end up taking all of the currently available modular tools and do like the hello world mm. of sgl based saturn so like here's how you play sound here's how you play music here's how you put 3d on the screen here's how you put 2d on the screen mm -hmm. here's how you play a video uh here's how you handle inputs have all the code just right there in their own separate segments that don't mm -hmm. talk to each other except mm -hmm. through a master interface you know the way you're supposed to do it right uh usually i just i just have to i'm working on the last week of december and i put together something that works yeah but if i can manage that uh i think that would be uh, the thing that's mostly missing is that there's tools out there, there's code out there, but oftentimes mm -hmm. there is not the, here's the basic example of how you get something to work, which is what Joe Engine right. does so well. And, I, and I'll be honest with you, I think that there are a ton of creative people out there with a little bit of technical know-how 
um, that are not making Saturn games currently because it's too much of a of a barrier to entry or any even even joe engine for that matter like maybe i'm just saying there's a there's a lot of creative people out there that are saturn fans that would probably like to be working on saturn projects and are probably just not over that barrier uh and if if it does at some point become more approachable you know then uh, so so my, my whole goal with my stream from the beginning has been to make uh document the learning process of of learning how to do saturn homebrew and and making it more approachable or more recreatable or at least being able to reference something even if you have to watch it at two and a half times speed while making dinner or whatever uh because i don't edit my videos but uh I, i would say that in its current state if you're just trying to make a basic 2d game joe engine is as accessible as one can reasonably expect anyone to be or anything to be um as far as making homebrew for a retro console. Mm-hmm. The only way to make it simpler is to do this enterprise scale piece of software like Unity or Unreal. Right. Uh, and, and those things are supported by a massive community of unpaid tutorial creators just saying, here's how I did this thing in Unreal. Here's how I did this thing in Unity. Here's my script. You can buy it for five bucks. You can copy the script for free, blah, 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 whatever. Right. Um, and there's just there's not the critical mass for that any homebrew community not dreamcast right. not saturn not playstation um it's it's just never going to happen mm-hmm. so joe engine i would say is a reasonable end goal in terms of uh functionality and accessibility uh what i'm trying to do is one step removed from that or i'm trying to say here's where you get all these tools uh, you should have learned enough on Joe Engine where you feel comfortable grabbing these tools and playing with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's kind of like going to school and Joe Engine is like an elementary school and all of a sudden uh, you're starting middle school and now you have to walk to your different classes and all these different classes are these different programs that you're pulling into your program as opposed to having everything brought to you in one coherent package. Right. But as, as far as the future of Saturn Homebrew, uh, I don't think we can make it easier for people to start. I think we can make it easier for people to make something more impressive. And right. we probably have enough people in the community now that are able to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's people like, uh, you know, Sh- uh, Shadow Jackal and, and Remy and are constantly working on something. And then you have the, like the old guard, like, uh, like, uh, VBT and, and X, well, XL2 is still kind of recent, but he's, he's older than me. So I consider him, you know, XL2 senpai or whatever, but that aren't, aren't doing as much active development, but when they show up, they do something cool. Uh, so the, the, I think the community is established enough where all we have to do is make it easier for the creators that are making smaller stuff mm-hmm. to make bigger stuff. I would love to see what Ervil soft would be able to do with a full 3d game and maybe a team member or two. Oh right okay because he he always makes good stuff but he his stuff is always just too small to compete with the big boys right um he, what he what he's done is more complete than say hellslave or, or blue skies or or or, or cube cat in terms of presentation and a complete experience but they're always like five minute experiences if he could expand it he would have he would be a definite competitor to, right. to fight against in the og competition Who's the home brewer that was doing the game with the Quiznos brat? I can't the describe Quiznos it anyway. <laughs> it's just some kind of rat you play as, and you go to platformer. I can't think of the name of the home brewer right now. So, so there's Zygo. That was a platformer. Oh, yeah, Zygo. Uh, yeah, who was that home brewer? That was... 
Yeah, Zygo Crap. was, and then I he, forgot. he made it 3D. Jeez. Yeah, so he switched to 3D. He started doing that. That was not Seven Shades. That was, uh, I should know this. <laughs> I feel bad. Yeah, I you're feel a judge. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a judge. I should know. Here. And I wrote an article hey, about this. I know. Here, here's a quick way of finding out. Let's go to emeraldnova.com right. and go over to the community tab. Well, wait Once a second. I'm... Emerald.com. I'll get <laughs> yeah. there. I'll get there before you do. <laughs> here it is. No, no. Zygo, he's a, it's Jay Beretta. Jay Beretta. Oh, okay. 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 Fine. It's Jay Beretta. Jay Beretta. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, speaking of the 28th annual competition coming up, uh, looks, sorry, 28th anniversary, not 28th annual. <laughs> it hasn't been around it's that 20th, long. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. 28th so, so, anniversary uh, of Saturn. It's, it's, it's a fair bit of, uh, of research that in order to figure out like the Essex community is ancient in terms of the internet by my reckoning, it is 22 years old, uh, coming up in april or something right right and that's and that's only by like the earliest forum accounts and before that there was the irc and mm -hmm. there was people that were here from the beginning that are still kind of orbiting around they're not active in the community but they're kind of like hanging out uh i think like the earliest member that's still like super active in in the discord is vbt and then, mm -hmm. like, even the current website, uh, Dibs, it took it over from Ice Digger, who I think Ice Digger took it over or, or started it with someone else. And then there's, like, people that we, we're never going to hear from again, like Cyber Warrior X. Well, Cyber Warrior X came back recently. I, right. I, okay, he came back from the dead. Right. But, like, um, crap, I think, uh, Rock and B or something like that. But we're oh, never yeah, gonna Rock and B, wow. Time. Yeah. There's a blast from the past. So, so I think what's unique about the Saturn... Uh, community and Sega community in general, but specific to the, the Saturn community with Sega Extreme, is that we have this genealogy that I've tried to document partially on my website, that uh, we have an actual history of continuous uh, community for two decades, which on the internet is massive. Like, we, you, like I think like Usenet or something would have to be our competition in terms of uh, length of stay. Uh, so, like, when you... When you join into Saturn Homebrew, you're not, like, jumping into uh, a little Discord server that no one's heard of, even though you kind of are. You're jumping into a community of people that have been around for a while, that have, like, lived and breathed Saturn for, a, you know, a, a collective number of years that, that is too long to count. Mm -hmm. uh, so so that's, that's, like, something that's unique among the Saturn community. I don't think any of the other homebrew communities function like that. I think a lot of the other homebrew communities popped up a lot later and maybe lived and then imploded and died and then reformed with different people or slightly different people. But Sega Extreme is, like, a continuous uh, existence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, NES dev, they're probably the only other group that I could think of. Almost 30 right. years. That's crazy. Um. I want to mention real quick before we move away from this. So far, we've got four entries, I believe. So we've got uh, we've got the city, the case of the city Sen of yeah. Bodokaiba. So Sensiglo has like, is this like his third uh, visual novel, or is this an update? Because because there is the, the lighthouse, and then there is the robot. This is one. his second. This is his second in the in the series of Rene Bra. Uh, Rene Bras, or I, I he's got multiple series. But then he has the robot one, right? right Neuromage, Neuromage Studio yeah, Neuro does the the Red Moon uh, series. Is it Red Moon? So, so this guy, 
this guy is doing uh, what I call like the spiderweb software approach, where you get you get a really solid baseline engine going, mm-hmm. and you just crank out content, which is where I wish I was. He needs a ho- the, like, the dude with uh, Chris Mingle just needs to hook up with him and have yeah, Neural Mage like, publish just, Chris Mingle yeah. because it would work. It would be out by now, you know, if they just, just, just did it. Just just focus on uh, use his uh, engine. Yeah, just just use Tessigolo's engine. It's out there. It's on GitHub, yeah. and just insert all the text and insert the the images, and, 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 and you don't have to change anything about it. You exactly. just keep writing more Santa stuff. And we stuff. could find out what happens to uh, Stripper Santa. And then, okay, so it, we got Mister Conan. Instant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, so we talked about Trekkies with his uh, audio and video muxer. The film muxer, yeah. Film muxer. Okay, we got Mister Conan with a recent uh, work in progress for Luna, Luna Two. 2. Yep. So, so this is an update for the, for last year's entry, but I think last year's entry stopped at the first dungeon, and this right. one I think is supposed to be text complete. Hmm. Uh, played up to Dalton on Medifen without any major issues. Working designs, script inserted for now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, this is so, gonna be cool. Uh, so it sounds like it's text complete, but there's still like a bunch of stuff to do to like make it like a normal right uh, translation release. But mm-hmm. uh, on the standards of of bastard translation, which is where I'm at, uh, it's basically done Wait, in terms is... of all the text is there and it's playable. At yeah. least it sounds like it is. Cool. All right. Well, that's going to be awesome. I'm gonna. I know what I'm playing. Uh, oh, and he's he's already published this, so folks can already check this out ahead of the ahead of the results. Um, of course, Malenko put in uh, his uh, Tokyo Highway Battle, Drift King 97, um, which was amazing. It was great. I played through it uh, on real so, hardware. Wait, what, what game is this? Is this because uh, I'm hearing like this uh, it, a racing game? It is a racing game. It is a drifting okay. game. It's got the Drift King in it. You know, uh, it's got Bondo, the the uh, tuner, cartoon, famous cartooner uh, in Japan. Uh, you you basically are it's it's a precursor I would say it's like the predecessor to the Tokyo Extreme Racer games on the Dreamcast and then on the PlayStation Two and whatnot. It plays very very similar. You're not necessarily going against street gangs, but uh, street racing gangs, but you're going against individuals uh, that are just kind of running around on the highway. Um, and it's you're basically doing these drift battles on the highway, you know, in in, in Tokyo circuits, you know. Okay. Um, it's it's, it's I'm great. I'm just so used to yeah. I'm just so used to Malenko working on these wrestling games. Uh, so well, it's, he did so too, right? One. Oh well, uh, and then he's also working on uh, he's also working on another one, Terra Fantastica, as well. So yeah, and, oh, and he's working on Bomberman. Uh, yeah, actually, Malenko is oh. also working on Bomberman Fight and um, all of the wait, updates. Wait, wait, wait. Is there untranslated Bomberman for Saturn? Well, yeah, there's a couple. There's Bomberman Wars. There's Bomberman Fight. There's uh, Saturn Bomberman, which obviously got translated, but uh, no, Bomberman Fight is an awesome game. You got to check it out. It's an isometric kind of, uh, it's an isometric battler. Like it's 3D. The graphics are really okay. nice. Is this like uh, Bomberman 64? Like, uh, I don't know. Not, not really. Not, not really, no. You, you should okay. check it out. If that's a blind spot for you, definitely check it out. I think you might like it. I don't know. I, you, you might you not. <laughs> any, any of the Japanese libraries a blind spot for me. I haven't done my research on the Japanese library. Yeah, and I and whenever I recommend something for you, you typically don't like it. So I don't know. I don't <laughs> yeah. really know. Not I, everything can my, be my King's problem with Field. The Saturn, <laughs> uh, my problem with the Saturn is I, I keep looking for games that I'd rather make than play, and, right. and the ones that I do find, there's just exactly the wrong thing with it that I don't want to play it anymore. 
I got you. Well, anyway, yeah. great game. Drift King 97, great game and great translation. And uh, really happy that he did because it was one of my favorites. I own a, a legit copy of the game and I was able to use Knight's Patcher and patch it, patch out my own copy. It was good. Um, so, yeah, excellent. Highly recommend. And I'm looking forward to whatever other uh, whatever other uh, submissions that we get. Um, oh, oh, yeah, we'll Knight, be... actually. Uh, Knight, are you going to be uh, updating your SSP for this year? Honestly, I do not know. Mm. Because, like, as of right now, I've been trying to get the uh, the Mode 2 stuff working on it, but I got burnt out. So I put that on hiatus for a little bit. Okay, fair. But we can always go back to uh, Walk and Rotor to get the latest version. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to try and put one out once you guys start releasing things so that I could uh, go through and test. But I can't right. guarantee anything. Let okay. me uh, let's change gears for a second. I'm gonna we're, we we've had the privilege. Shiro ha, has had the honor and the privilege to be able to premiere um, the FMV intro of Stellar Assault, uh, which is another fan project that's going on right now. A localization, full English, not only translation but also uh, voice actors. Uh, uh, you know, voice perf- English voice performances. And um, I think what I'll do is I'll I'll show folks the trailer right here and then i'll also uh i'll also uh broadcast it at the end of the show just for other people that happen to be getting on late um but i want people to be able to see this because this is the first opening fmv sequence uh with uh what is it renee martin is that correct Dantrax. Yeah, that's Greg. the voice actress's the voice. name. She's uh, playing the commander of the like carrier ship that your pilots fly off of. Uh, and right. that character's name is Aya. Right. Okay. Awesome. And and so this is. Do I should I should we call you the Stellar Assault Translation Team now, or should we still sure. refer to you as the Bulk <laughs> Slash Team? Either one, I guess. Either one. It's. Obviously, you guys are infamous for your amazing bulk slash localization, but now they're working on uh, Stellar Salt, which is yet you another. Just call yourself the the Saturn localization team at this point. Saturn localization. <laughs> yeah, I don't know the the uh, you can call yourselves the um, Saturn Assault Troop or something. I don't know. <laughs> I was it? thinking so... slash and sass because we did bulk slash and that Stellar Assault double S is sass for short. Yeah, but then you're gonna have to keep like stacking onto the name. Stellar. I think you just you just go with the first two. How about the next game we do also rhymes? How about Stellar Assault (laughs) Troop SST? But you can but the but Troop can be kind of like the Soccer Wars Troop because you're actors, you know. Get it, Troop. (laughs) <laughs> no, no, I know you don't. I know you no, don't. No, no, saying so you got an act, you got actors. a troop of a troop of vocal actors. Anyway, I <laughs> like I say, I, I I say stuff. Forget it. Don't even listen to me. Uh, but, I, but I got it, Dave. I support you. Yeah. So of course, Greg, uh, Lacquerware, and also sure. our uh, Shadow Mask have been working really hard on this part. Right? Am I right? And then Monfus the uh, is going to be handling a lot of the engineering portion of it yeah he's been sort of waiting in the wings for us to give him something to do while we okay. get the script together oh, cargo dan also is the other core member of the team cargo she's dan. A, uh one of the script editors she uh i i i went to her specifically because when she had a bit part in the bulk slash localization, she played, uh, the adult version of Kina in that. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we chatted for a while and, um, 
I had actually originally been thinking that the next thing I worked on might be one of those Gundam side story games. Uh, and she was talking about her uh, familiarity with Gundam. And I was like, I'm definitely going to need someone who knows, you know, Gundam and other space mecha stuff. Cause I only kind of sort of do, uh, mm-hmm. we didn't end up doing the Gundam games, but the same thing applied for stellar salt. So I, uh, I reached out and she, she helped, uh, lend a lot of credibility to the script um during the revision phase yeah yeah i like cerulean's uh slt saturn localization team or you could be bulk slash localization team blt the 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 zeta gundam for uh for saturn uh i i want to help somehow oh zeta gundam yeah that one i don't know that's one of the that's one of the gundam saturn games i haven't played (laughs) okay no i I just know the show very well so like i I, I don't know i don't know if i can voice act for for camille or whatever (laughs) or uh i don't know if it goes out to jijao and do double zeta Mm, mm. but like uh that's that's something that's it's one of the games i actually saw in japan that i said do i actually do i want to try buying this i decided against it but so you guys used uh trekkie's tool uh for for muxing the audio and and uh shadow mask i take it is is like your audio engineer correct yeah uh, yeah exactly basically yeah. okay awesome awesome well shouts to all you guys cardigan uh wait did i say that cardigan. right cargo cargo din cargo din yeah shouts to all you guys just say to uh ss slt whatever you're calling yourselves <laughs> Uh, we really appreciate you giving us this opportunity. And yeah, without further ado, um, we'll go ahead and premiere that now. And then we'll premiere it again at the end of the stream. If folks want to like drag their friends in here and show them again uh, towards the end of the stream, we can do that again. Okay, so here we go. All right. The Stellar Assault opening FMV. Four years have passed since first contact. Earth, the third planet, fell under siege to an alien fleet the likes of which we'd never seen. The situation seemed dire, but to our surprise, the enemy were easily repelled, withdrawing at the first show of resistance and vanishing as swiftly as they'd appeared. Their technology had simply been no match for that of mankind. Considering the minimal damage done, there was perhaps a silver lining to the incident. The attack had unified us, bringing an end to eons of conflict over ethnic and religious divides. Afterward, we studied what we could from the wreckage of enemy ships, but there was precious little to be learned. The vessels had been outfitted with self-bricking mechanisms, making them all but impossible to examine. Then, Two years later, there was a second contact. The identity of the alien menace remained a mystery, but this time, we were ready for them. Knowing another encounter was all but inevitable, we'd work together as one human race to make preparations to intercept an attack. Having only incurred minor damage in the previous clash, we'd assumed the enemy would be even easier to repel this time But the alien invaders had another surprise for us. Their once outdated technology had evolved immensely in two years' time 
It was now nearly on par with our own. Had we not undergone a technological revolution over those two years, they might have wiped us out then and there. Then, as the battle descended into chaos, the enemy vanished yet again. This time, however, we were able to track them. They had performed a series of space-time jumps, consolidating their forces at the edge of our solar system. And then, with a mysterious blast, disappeared altogether. Some theorized they'd recognized their imminent defeat and self-destructed. But ultimately, we determined it safest to assume they'd escaped, leaving open the possibility of a future encounter. Another two years passed, and now they've made contact for a third time. This time, certain facets of their technology have surpassed ours. This comes in spite of humanity's strengthened coordination and further technological advances since the last contact. We no longer have the assurance we once did, only questions. Why do they attack at two-year intervals? Where did they come from? And who, or what, are they? Cool. There you have it. There you have it. I noticed there's scan lines on the video feed. Is that something that you added with the display? A little bit. Well, okay, so it's 144p. <laughs> what they sent me was like, uh, okay. uh, what, what they sent me was assen I essentially had to scale up really, really big. And so there's a it lot of like artifacting in there that I'm trying to, I'm trying to mitigate a bit. <laughs> with scan so, so the yeah, the scan has helped. Uh, 144p is it, it would not look terrible on a Saturn, but it it does. Right. It, I'm 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 watching it on a 4K screen. Yeah. So I see everything that's. It's happening. literally 320 by 160 is what what it was. Uh, so and it was actually so it was a wide format uh, uh, video as well. But anyway, yeah. So thank everybody in chat for your kind yeah, words. Yeah, I appreciate it. Oh yeah, that it was amazing, you guys. It, 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 everybody it, it's i'm so excited <laughs> this is for, if you don't know uh, uh, for anybody who doesn't know this is kind of like a star fox i would say this is kind of like saturn's star fox meets um some of those like galaxian games you know it's got it's got different vibes but yeah it, the the beautiful like flat shaded polygon uh artwork you know uh it's just the whole game has a vibe to it i'm really really excited about this release for sure and, and Sega's infinite wisdom, we never got it in the States. Of course. Yep, uh, this February, uh, Stellar Assault SS will have existed for 25 years. And uh, what you all just heard was, uh, you know, it's script in English for the very first time. Mm -hmm. And, all and the, uh, all the Greg was really good to put a link to Renee's website so folks can click on that and uh, learn more about the voice actress. Yeah, Renee's been doing a great job for us, and we still have a couple missions left to record with her. Mm. Is, is there any chance at all that the, the game will be playable by uh, the competition's end? No, um, because uh. we don't want to put out, like with Bulk Slash, we don't want to put out um, a half-translated game just because we are worried about uh, you know a half-translated game floating around the internet, you know, being on yeah. ROM 
or being on uh, you know different websites out there. And I agree. Facebook groups. And, yeah, and I agree with that. Done. And people are gonna. People won't actually get the fully translated one. They'll think, mm -hmm. well, why did these idiots only do half the game? Right. Why did these idiots only do half the game? I mean, you guys are. You guys already you guys pick up enough flack when you do like this complete project that's beautiful and then people are like eh, you know you should have just Why done a subtitled you know yeah. exactly yeah. sorry there's a really loud that truck was the stupidest argument i i heard i i was so like it was so frustrating on tinder seeing seeing people saying they, they should never have translated they should have just left it be japanese only it's like you could just play the game go play the japanese game just, get the heck there's the door the get out Saturn. of here i'm like come on seriously so yeah no just i don't realize yeah. that there's like it's not like you can just type in subtitles and voila you know it's mm. uh, you know it's, yeah. it is a possibility of examined in both cases and um yeah i mean maybe it is doable i can understand why people would want that uh we just don't know how to do it <laughs> yeah I, I mean honestly you guys have also like i've said it before so it's a little cliche but i'll say it again you guys have set the bar incredibly high not just for saturn projects but for homebrew or, or just for fan localizations with uh voice dubbing uh very high the bar has been set very high so you guys i can imagine you you're like how do we follow that up like how do we follow our our, our own work up <laughs> And again, you want this to be uh, representative of your best work. So I, I understand why you wouldn't want to put something unfinished out there. Definitely. Um, but when it's ready, man, it's going to be amazing. It's probably going to be an easy number one for the 29th. Well, <laughs> yeah, it would be nice. It would be nice to, to submit it uh, uh, next. Uh, oh, we, it, I'd like is, to... it, is that early on that you don't know if it's going to be ready in a year? Uh, oh, I think I think it will be. I mean, yeah, honestly, okay. we've done like the bulk of what there is to do. Cause, so it's an interesting uh, comparison to uh, bulk slash because in some ways it's a lot easier. Like in mm -hmm. terms of what is required uh, as far as hacking, mm -hmm. there's no, there's basically no visual component to this project at all. Um, except that Dan, Dan like de Englishified the main menu a little bit. Yeah, and I did that uh, in a day back in July. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, before we even had a complete script, and um, you know, there, even the end credits of the game are mostly presented in both languages for some reason. Uh, maybe they thought, "Hey, this might get localized." <laughs> right. Um, I think, think there's just some Japan games. being Japan. But yeah, honestly, well, still... I I agree <laughs> that this if if any game would have been localized, this made so much sense like why was it, this it, game not localized it, it fits it competes yeah. with star fox it, it fits in the whole Sat saturn arcade type deal well yeah and, not and star fox it i mean there were also you had the x-wing and tie fighter games are very popular on pc right. wing yes. commander yeah. uh, which are you know closer in genre to this than star fox i would say and then you had a uh, colony wars on the ps1 right so exactly saturn's <laughs> colony wars in a way and uh yeah they just colony so, yeah. so this so dark light conflict i would say is a bit more like colony wars or like okay. the uh or like the uh which we did get dark light conflict it's kind of a poor man's colony wars and then uh those other games with the mark hamill in them what are the, the wing commander wing games kind of like colony wars this this one are you not on rails you're on rails right no, no. Oh, oh. Uh, it's there, it's uh, easily mistakable for a rail shooter because there are many 
uh, sequences that where, where you initiate autopilot, and okay. those are basically like you're watching a railed sequence play out, and it's it happens seamlessly between action sequences, which are okay, free but, roaming. But then you're free roaming in 3D space, and you can go anywhere. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's that's great. So yeah, this is gonna be this is gonna be awesome. Um, yeah, I can't wait. Definitely. Yeah, there's a lot of banter between the pilots as you're flying and uh, at the beginning of missions, at the end of missions. Um, so it's it's been kind of fun getting those recordings. And uh, we have not started putting all of that into the game yet. We're getting there right now. Uh, Shadow Mask has just been working on getting all of um, Renee's briefings uh, mm -hmm. into the game. So he, he did, uh, Lacker, didn't he just put like a bunch of them in the folder? I got to put those into a patch so we can check them out because right now we've just got a patch with the uh, the intro that we've checked yeah, out. Yeah, I believe the, the other briefings. So we're, we're basically working toward a, a mini demo uh, of the first several missions of the game. Um, and uh, so each one starts with a briefing, and then there's the the VO during the gameplay. Um, mm. And I believe the the FMV briefings are basically all set. <clears throat> so um, now it's just a matter of uh, cleaning up the in-game VO and then uh, injecting it into the game. And then we should have something uh, hopefully very soon. Nice, nice. Um, so... That, uh, oh, I was going to say, yeah, there's there's absolutely no way that I'd want to be looking at uh, subtitles when I'm trying to focus on the HUD, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, and, and, and enemies coming from all sides, you know, in the map. And there's uh, there's like a radar, right? There's a radar. Uh, actually, I can't remember now. <laughs> well, okay. So it's like a, an integrated HUD radar type right. deal where exactly. it's like a reticle that rotates yeah. around the axis. Yeah, it, it's, there's got there's red lines that kind of are in the direction of enemy right. fighters that are nearby. And exactly. And so you kind of like point your nose to follow those to find something right. to shoot at. You don't want to be reading the subtitles. You know, and, and that's another thing with, the, with Bulk Slash. They're they're voice navigators, you know. Specifically, they are voice navigators. What's the point of having subtitles for that? Yeah. You know, so I, it's always funny yeah. when. Bulk slash, I think, in particular, was not conducive to subtitles. Um, Stellar not. assault uh, could, could? Have because most of the dialogue happens during those autopilot sequences. Right. Um, it's also a little slower. Yeah, and it's it's not this constant like they're not directing you the way they are in Bulk Slash or Burning Rangers. It's more like, I mean, once in a while, once in a while, someone will chime in during the action, which is actually pretty cool. You know, you'll be mm -hmm. fighting, you know, you'll be fighting and free roaming, and then you'll hear your captain chime in and be like, "All right, onward to the asteroid," or you know, New enemies <laughs> jumped in, do a barrel yeah, roll. Yeah. No, it's just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm not gonna pretend that subtitles would ruin the experience. Uh, I just don't like. I just like we just don't know how you would do that on a Saturday. somebody you, you else don't could feel do. Like it. reverse engineering the assembly to insert a subtitle routine. <laughs> yeah, when it's super easy to just replace, right. you know, audio files. Yeah, and the uh, and the ultimate experience is gonna be so much better <laughs> get the don't even worry about putting text on the screen you know i mean keep it keep it as it was but just with I'm, it looks english like audio. all the text on screen is already in english yeah right pretty much yeah yeah, yeah. 
there's basically no Japanese text in the game. <laughs> Which is another reason why when you fire it up, you think like, why did this not come to the U.S.? It's crazy, you know? Well, it's especially uh, strange because the previous game, Shadow Squadron, did come out uh, in the exactly. U.S. Right, but exactly. Maybe, maybe they just felt like the, 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 the time had passed. That was I a third, see how you would... Well, that was a 32X at, game, right? It was a 32X game, yeah. Right. And this, I think there's some confusion about this one uh this is not it's basically a ground up remake or reimagining um so it's not a port uh it's like they took the base idea and remade a game from scratch mm. uh and unlike the 32x game this one has a whole you know voice drama playing out over top of it mm. so it's uh i mean well, you it, it's easy to see why they would make a game like this because it's a great showpiece for the you know the power of cd technology and the saturn right it's it's a mm -hmm. great uh 3d showpiece for the saturn that's full of cd audio that allows you to have uh you know voice actors so um I yeah. think at at one point that might, that would have looked very impressive, but I can also see how you would have looked as a like as as a U.S. executive, you could have looked at the Colony Wars series and been like, "Well, this doesn't look as impressive as that," so maybe yeah. the ship has sailed. Uh, although I find this game a lot more fun to play, <laughs> and 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 in full honesty, I I think that it has aged so well because it's stuck with the flat shaded polygons, you know, yeah, agreed, like that agreed. look has endured whereas like the some of the grungy grimy textures of the mid 90s you know don't hold up as well today and and fo but folks are still like that clean look of of flat shaded polygons you know because it's an aesthetic you know so yeah this, um this game does this hyperspace sequence uh frequently right and i never get sick of it it's so cool looking it's so it's cool all it is 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 the dot like individual pixels that represent stars and they turn into lines mm -hmm. but it looks so good <laughs> yeah such a simple little effect you know yeah. but it looks so good yeah so that's awesome. Um, we'll we're, we'll show the trailer one more time at the end of the stream. So if folks missed it, if you have friends that you want to pull into the stream and say, hey, you know, they're gonna show it at the end, probably around I don't know, uh, if we talk about news, probably around the four thirty mark. Uh, so you can grab folks and pull them in. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll show it one more time as we end the stream, and then uh, I guess we need to talk about news because Dan wrote up our only two articles. I'm ever Before forever. Starters, can I just ask them one question? Oh yeah, absolutely. Have you guys looked at the demo disc for SS yet? Because you might be able to submit that for the competition. This way, you don't have to worry about uh, nice. mixing with the normal stuff. The demo disc, like the the original Japanese demo for Stellar Assault. Yeah. Uh, no, we had not thought about that at all. Was that a flash? Was that a Sega flash? I don't know which one it was. I just know a demo exists. Hmm. Interesting. I guess if we had a minute, we could maybe look at that. I mean, that would at least be distinct from the final game. Yeah. Because it even has the it text, also right? function as an actual demo. demo. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Hmm. My, my priority has been on getting a demo to you guys, Shiro guys, yeah. uh, before the holiday. Um, uh, I hadn't. Uh, I, yeah, I wasn't aware of the demo disc, uh, a demo disc already existing. But um, yeah, we're just kind. Of, we've kind of. I wasn't either. <laughs> I wasn't yeah. either. I, that's so. I'm glad Knight brought that up uh, because honestly, 
Yeah, when it comes to, uh, there were many, many Sega, uh, like Japanese Sega Flash discs released, and I'm not really familiar with what's on most of them. Uh, I'm really, I, I have all of the PAL released Sega Flash discs, but of course, PAL Territories would not have gotten that demo. So, yeah, it's interesting. Um, okay, cool. Uh, great question, Knight. Uh, maybe that's uh, food for thought. Double dipping. <laughs> speaking um, of, if I can just say real quick. Yeah. Speaking of food for thought and night or other developers, uh, one of my uh, sort of uh, wish list items that I've kept in my pocket this whole time is this game uh, doesn't support the Saturn mission stick, even though it supports analog control and is a flight sim. Uh, and it, that just feels like a glaring omission that I would love to find a way to uh, try and address. Right. Yeah. Kind of like we did with Bulk Slash and the Twin Stick. I know the Twin Stick has uh, maybe fewer barriers because it just kind of registers right. as a regular pad. But the fact that this already supports analog control, and granted I'm not at all tech savvy, that's, that's given me hope. So if so, anyone is interested interested in helping us investigate that, we definitely mission stick need is what you're asking mission for. Stick. Mission stick yeah, support. Yeah, it's, the, it's the analog it's flight the 3D stick. analog controller. Yeah. Hmm. So so as I understand, the, the sticks only came in in digital and analog uh, formats, which basically just means they're remapped uh, 3D pads or 2D pads. So if it supports the 3D pad uh, and you just wanted to customize the the button mapping, I feel like you could like override certain memory addresses or register addresses uh that they're looking for on the input uh, presumably you guys have done this before so you're confusing uh, twin like sticks or mission stick mission stick's a whole other mission animal. stick is different it's a 3d flight it, stick it, i i i get a three but is, is it not just a remapped 3d uh controller i don't think so no well, it doesn't no yeah, like it's not like you plug it in and the buttons are all mixed up and it, but it works. It doesn't like recognize any inputs at all. Yeah, it, like it, the, it might be because it's it's getting screened out by uh, the the accessory ID. I thought because I thought yeah. it really was just a remapping of the buttons. I, uh, yeah, I suspect that. I mean, not really knowing much about how this works, it's, it seems like there's a check that the Saturn performs when you boot up the game that looks for specific peripherals that are supported, and there's like a peripheral code for this mission stick that's just not like they didn't they didn't program the yeah, game. To yeah, yeah, it's, it's just it's just not in the in the if statement, but uh, yeah. presumably that would be uh, one. Uh, one uh, command somewhere in assembly during boot up uh, for for polling for for input that yeah. if, if you if you know what numbers to look for or what what sequence of numbers to look for it should be doable. Obviously, I'm this this is me volunteering you guys to do some sort of hard work, <laughs> but 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 I I can I can visualize what it would take to do something, and then if if it's literally just remapping a 3D controller and it already supports 3D controller, it it might just work out of the box. It's more complicated than that. Yeah. Well, I mean, for we'll all see. we know, they're doing a direct mode and they're writing their own code. We have to uh, go in and check. Okay, so let's talk about Good some news. Thought. So here's what we got. We got two articles to talk about, and then we're gonna list our page. We're gonna shout our patron supporters. We got credits, and then we also got another. Uh, we're gonna play the premiere one more time. Okay, so we got to crunch all that into the next, you know, twenty minutes or what, 
or whatnot. Uh, so thanks to Dan again for writing our news articles on our site. Been super busy and he always comes to the rescue <laughs> with at least a couple articles that we can talk about. Um, what, Dan, what, before I forget, what did you say that we should mention uh, that wasn't actually an article, but we should talk uh, about it? Yeah, so the story I was going to put up today, but uh, I have not, is that Yabasanshiro um, was announced to be coming to Steam, and there's a Steam page for it right now, and uh, it, it was just put up and announced a, a couple days ago by the developer DevMeX mm -hmm. um, in his own Discord and on his Twitter. But uh, that page had said it was going to come out today, December 16th. And when I woke up today, it changed to coming soon. And it's not actually, hmm. uh, it still isn't as of a, a couple minutes ago. I re refreshed the page again. I have a story all written up for it about it releasing, and I can't put it up. Because I, I thought about changing the story to, well, you know, it was announced to come out, but it's not out. And no one knows why, because he's not answering any questions from anybody on his Discord. But I figured no one would care about that. So I'm just going to hold out of the story till he eventually actually puts it out. I'm assuming he's putting Yabasanshiro on uh on steam to make it easier for people running steam decks to use uh yabasanshiro right. uh, i would think you still need to find a way to sideload the saturn games mm -hmm. onto your steam deck maybe that's easier than executing code uh you know like like an emulator that's you know outside of steam maybe it's easier to have that part in uh downloaded from steam i don't know i don't have a steam deck myself there was I'm something else that. you mentioned too. Another big piece of news that uh, we were supposed to talk uh, about it. The Christmas Nights video that you posted. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Digi Valentine just released another uh, video, kind of going over more of the the data mine that uh, Grummer Warden and their team have been working on uh, in relation to Christmas Nights. Um, and part of uh, there, while there hasn't been that much unearthed uh, as far as the data mine goes, you, who knows? You know. Um, they, they've still, you know, got quite a bit of, of stuff to go through. Um, but one thing that they noticed was uh, that there was a cheat provided, like a, a, a cheat code that looks like basically like an action replay code um, that unlocks an additional level, Frozen Bell, uh, playable, completely playable in, uh, in Christmas Nights, whereas Christmas Nights was originally just the first, uh, you know, uh, it was basically just the first level of Claris's, uh, Claris's and Elliot's level. And then uh, I think Frozen Bell was only available as like the first course uh, on a uh, link attack mode. But basically this code that was provided basically unlocks it and makes it fully playable. Um, in addition to a few other little revelations, but a great video. Folks should go check it out if they don't subscribe to Digi Valentine. He's basically like the the Knights guy, has been for for years. Uh, so check that out if you guys didn't. I didn't write an article up or anything on it, on it but you know it's just a Twitter share, and I definitely think folks should check it out if they're interested in Knights or Christmas Nights or that so they project. Had a whole extra level on the disc, and they just didn't bother to unlock it. It, it uh, isn't, yeah. Like playable in the for the first course of it, yeah. Uh, with with like a Christmas theme and everything, but only as like a links attack type of thing. But right. You when you put in this code that's revealed through his video, then you can play all of the courses. Right. In uh, that level. Right. Um, and and I think you don't even have to do it as a link attack. You can play as a regular level, but it kind of screws up at the end. Right. It doesn't know what to do, so it kind of loops back to the beginning. Right. But so, okay, okay. 
Yeah. Because yeah. because whenever I've played Christmas Nights, it's only ever been the first level, and I thought that was it. Exactly. Yeah, it's one of the presents. You got to open the Christmas presents um, first so that you get the link attack mode, then put in the code and it'll unlock the entire level so that you can. But, uh, but again, it just speaks to, Oh, and they found some other assets. They found some like unused assets, simple stuff like an exit, uh, sign, uh, some, some merch Japanese, like exclusive Japanese yeah. merch that was never shown or never accessible through the, the regular, uh, Christmas present menu. Um, but cool stuff. They're, they're digging up cool stuff from those discs, um, and, uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun to see that come, that stuff come to light. I'm a huge Knights nerd, so I'm always happy to, to share that, uh, whenever stuff like that comes up. Next up, uh, Radiant Silvergun recently released on Switch gets bug fixes. Top score replay website. <laughs> uh, oh, and a top score replay website. Okay, so, Dan, shoot. Yeah, so, uh, sorry I didn't write the story a little, uh, earlier this month. I didn't notice okay. it until early this week but yeah the uh, publisher of radiant silver gun on the switch uh put out a patch that kind of um uh, fixed up a few things uh, it's they're they're very general with how they explained in their patch notes what they did but it seems like they tried to fix up the graphics to make them look a little more in line with the uh, saturn original game mm. uh I guess some of the background images were kind of messing up so they they changed something to have them the aspect correct and uh, the sound effects had some issues. They worked on that. Um, and uh, some the, when you're replaying a, a run, you know, looking at replay data, uh, sometimes it wasn't working correctly. Uh, it wasn't playing mm -hmm. back correctly exactly the way that it was originally played. So they um, did some fixes for that, too. Uh, and then I guess they also made it so you can skip through all the logos at the beginning when you start up the game. So I guess that's a nice quality of life thing. I um, gotcha. But yeah, it, the, uh, the other thing that they did was they put up this neat little website where you can actually access those um, top score replays. Their treasure is uploading to their official YouTube, which their official YouTube has like two subscribers. It's insane. No one knows this thing. Um, but they're uploading videos from the game of uh, people who achieve the top ranks in all these different categories, uh, original or Ikaruga mode, uh, horizontal or vertical, Switch or Xbox, different difficulties. Um, they've got all these different videos, and I assume they're going to update them every few days or every week or something because um, they, they put up a big batch of videos a couple weeks ago, and then they did a smaller batch a few days ago. Uh, and so you can just like watch an entire playthrough of someone who got on the high score table. And that's, that's amazing. Crazy. That's awesome. Yeah, so I, um, I'm I looking guess, for their YouTube channel and I, I can't find it. Uh, hmm. It's linked uh, in my story. Okay, mm -hmm. sorry. It is, yeah. Which yeah, is awesome. Periodically, Treasure's official YouTube page, and that's the link. They huh. also put up a page, and I didn't have this in the story, uh, for their port you can watch replays of top scores in ikaruga so that's neat to guys treasure of course made that game too yeah i see that you they've got uh switch xbox they got ikaruga they got so that's that's really great that's awesome yeah yeah they just announced the ikaruga one a couple days ago and then check that tweet. out uh so if you, you look at their twitter page you'll probably be able to see that it's just in japanese i think but yeah hmm See, this is for Radiant Silver Gun. They have a completely separate. I clicked Ikaruga right there. Oh, it's a, just completely. Oh, I'm, I'm, this 
Ikaruga mode. I, I am subscriber number 22 on Treasure Official, and it looks like they have Ikaruga uh, and um, other games, Radiant Silver Gun, in their lineup mm -hmm, mm -hmm. on the same YouTube page. Cool. Yeah, Dave, what you're looking at is the Ikaruga mode within Radiant Silver Gun. Okay, okay. A, oh. Okay. Yeah, also, they have a separate page for replays of Ikaruga as a separate game. Hmm. Because you also have that on Xbox 360. Uh, I don't remember if that's also on the Switch. Maybe it is. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. Well, that's good. Um, good to see su such support for folks that picked up this game. You know, it's that's that's really inspires confidence uh, that uh, you know folks can pick this up and and that they're gonna continue to patch it and and make it better a better play playing experience and then add quality of life features and extra little uh little things like that website is really cool i think i can see that being like the next stage of of uh you know leaderboards having the videos yeah. like that that's awesome um again from dan is just a another fenrir firmware update for the duo uh yeah, which even more for because this came out a month ago and i did not realize until like last Whoa. weekend shit uh, <laughs> i knocked over attention. my oh crap uh, no. oops yeah I, I i i not i like okay hold on a second i gotta change that uh deactivate activate there we go <laughs> okay <laughs> would you pour coffee on your your audio mixer or something luckily it was empty but i reached over and <laughs> like uh like dropped it on there which made it kind of like the usb kind of disengage um, yeah 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 but luckily you know it's hot hot pluggable what i meant to do is reach over here and just kind of make this bigger for folks so they could see um what it actually provides uh, uh updated internal components improved boot speed new q parser improve sd card compatibility minor fixes and then improved drive detection on the duo yeah, so this where um is only for their new model that just started shipping out months ago the duo right, right which works both 20 and 21 pin saturns um it, i and i did conf uh, get confirmation from said over uh pm that uh this firmware is not for the old um the older models that are just for the 20 or 21 pins but he is going to be putting out a new firmware in the future that will apply to those models as well hmm. as to the duo for all mm -hmm. of them so yeah that's uh um something to look forward to and then i just also kind of mentioned in the story that uh you know you can still get the duo through stone age gamer you can't get it through said's own website anymore um the pre-orders are sold out but not through stone age and as of the time i wrote the story the batch still had 46 percent of its stock remaining uh looks like it's down to 45 so just in mm -hmm. time for christmas right Fun fact. Yes. Pat and well, I put pre-orders in. But, you know, yeah. you can buy Pat, it now. Yeah. So Pat and I the, put our pre-orders in, like, a couple weeks ago. Several weeks ago, actually, so we're getting one. Nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. The, the Fenrir is, like, fast becoming the premier choice for Saturn ODE. I would say. I'm, I'm speaking as a, as a Sadier early adopter um, that the Same. ability to, uh, now that he he managed to uh add the ability to maintain the drive uh with uh that little uh i don't know if you have to buy a separate dongle or something to make the connection and they're sold out right now to be well fair. yeah he he added the 21 yeah. pin and the 20 pin right on there ribbon cable connector on onto the board 
Um, Knight, you mentioned you've been using the Wi-Fi functionality with the Fenrir, right? Correct. And it's been a it's been a life changer for from a development aspect, right? Yeah, the developer, it's great. I could just uh, upload new builds right to the uh, Wi-Fi, not to worry about it. Well, not, how it works is you set up like a repository on your computer, mm-hmm. and then you you press a button on the the Fenrir menu, and it'll load it up as if it was like a folder. But so you're streaming I, the build. You're streaming the build from your computer. Yes. Nice. So you're just maintaining the repository on your computer, and then that's awesome. That's amazing. And then and just... is this like a Samba a Samba drive? No, he's he's using I can't remember what he was using. I just know he not set SMB up his own uh, HTTP server to get it through. Hmm. Okay, so you get you know, like running a script on your computer for it to work the way you want. As of right now, yes. Okay. Um, so I does mean, this not point, hopefully current... he just makes it Samba. So does this not currently work with Retro NAS or uh? Any kind of NAS solution? No, it's not going to work with any of those yet. But it, but it has the potential to, right? Because I keep selling that. I keep saying, I mean, like with a I Wi-Fi. Mean, it should. Yeah, it all depends on what he's willing to invest right now. Okay. Like time-wise. Right. Which I, I think he's got a list of priorities, and it's, it's on there. It's just not, you know, he has to deal with, how, you know, general housekeeping and making the thing work as well as it can as a, as an ODE first, you know. And then uh, that's all there. It's all it's all potentially there, you know. Um, but yeah, that's that's incredible. I, I definitely so so Emerald. Do you not have one? Uh, no, I only have one Saturn, and it has a Sadiator in it, the the prototype model. Right. Same. Um, so yeah. Um, so this thing, what is it? it's it's one forty, and then uh, that the additional. Uh, attachment to allow you to pass through the cd drive what how much would that be will's console mods uh let's see was that like 40 euro or wait 40 pounds um i would have I mean, to they're double basically on par or, or cheaper than the dollar at this point so well, we don't know if that one's compatible with this though oh uh, but i mean you could still if you know what how many pins your your saturn is you could just get one of the older ones you know that that's either 21 or 20 pin um yeah but i'm thinking in terms of like if i if i'm if i wanted to go out and buy a new japanese saturn and slap something right. in it you, i want to know what's the most complete setup i can get mm-hmm. well definitely I, I would say this this and will's uh what did he call it the saturn switcher this and yes. that combined are either the same or less than a satiator in terms of cost. Right. So I so, mean, so, uh, yeah, abrasive put put his price point a bit high, and he's gotten a lot of crap for which I think is unfair. But just the current market competition said uh, seems to be eking him out, and then Terra Onion and uh, um, Daonin kind of just. Uh, made themselves uh, a little bit too unattractive on a personal level to try and get something right uh, for the question in chat with all the od options is there a proven winner for compatibility with games um i don't know what the outstanding compatibility issues for the odes are i think abrasive has maybe like one or one half uh, of a game compatibility outstanding issue left before it's like a hundred percent on the sadiator uh, i don't know if Fenrir has any issues right now 
Uh, uh, a few. I know Time Gal is one of them. There's mm. like maybe five or six games that have weird quirks. Yeah. Right. Fenrir. Fenrir. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the Fenrir. So, so every every ODE potentially has an issue. The, the best thing you can do is hop on Shiro or SX and and just uh, say, hey, does anyone have uh, any issues with this game that you're interested in? Mm -hmm. uh, if if you if you desperately want to play that specific game, mm -hmm. uh, if you have a collection of games, it's, it's probably gonna be harder to get a full accounting for it. Um, I don't think any of the current ODE solutions have like a public spreadsheet anymore. Well, during the beta, we had a Sadiator spreadsheet, but we stopped updating that a while Sadiator, ago. Sadiator has their own Discord server, which would be a great place to ask about compatibility there. And then said well, Fenrir also has their own uh, uh, Discord right, server right. as well. And then, yeah, so so every every ODE aside from the Rhea and the Phoebe, which I, are not really options anymore anyway, um, have their own Discord spaces to ask questions specifically for. But you still have to go like enlist exhaustively all the games that you mm. plan on playing for it if you want to be absolutely certain. Uh, generally, people will be able to tell you the outstanding problem games, and everything mm. else you can more or less assume uh, that someone has tried it at least once and would have reported it. All I can say is, uh, also as an early satiator adopter, well, well, actually, I wasn't a, I, I did not uh, have a demo unit like you had, or a beta unit like you had, but I was a day one purchaser, and uh, and I had some problems with it, and they all got ironed out, and I'm very happy with it. Um, I have no regrets. Definitely, after going to conventions, it was a lifesaver. Just being able to, uh, I we had like five satiators on us, and we were able to just delegate. This is going to be a this is going to be our shmup system. You know, got a bunch of stuff loaded on there, and we were good to go. It, just being able to, because because the thing is, being able to match up the ODE with a bunch of stock, you know, Saturns that people are able to provide for, at a con. Uh, you know, I wasn't bringing my own Saturns because I I was traveling on the airline and I had limited space in my luggage, but I was able to bring a satiator. So Kay came and brought a bunch of Saturns and we were just able to slap the satiator in whatever Saturn and it worked. Um, that's where it really is worth its weight in gold. So if you do cons a lot, um, definitely that's the way to go. The Fenrir though, uh, for your daily driver, uh, for, you know, just a, a Saturn that's pretty much going to sit, sit there and be like the one that you normally use, I would say, the Fenrir just seems like such a compelling option just because of all the potential there, uh, the, the constant support and firmware updates. We see it gets uh, very frequent firmware updates, arguably more so than the satiator even. Uh, and then, you know, the price point is, is great. Um, again, it's a community driven thing. Not, not to say that, uh, abrasive isn't part of the community too and everything, but, but yeah, so I, Cause, I just because yeah, because uh, uh, the the Sadiator also has a community driven open um, oh, absolutely. menu system. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, at project. this point, once I get my duo, I will own all three. I'll, I have a, a mode, and that's in my Dreamcast. It pretty much lives there now. It does a great job but for all, what it all is. All three modern options, because because Neo mm -hmm. was actually asking about ODEs on, with the context that they have a Phoebe, mm -hmm. uh, which in this case, uh, I, as far as I can tell, the Phoebe, uh, if it doesn't have full compatibility by, by whatever compatibility issues that you experience are set in stone <laughs> i don't know if there's going to be any updates for it mm -hmm. uh my, my issue with the phoebe aside from just trying to physically locate one and dealing with the person that sells them mm -hmm. is um that you're going to have to manufacture the discs in ccd format which is no longer how they're commonly distributed right um but the, the reason why you say all three is because the big three right now that are providing constant updates, uh, updated stock, the ability to purchase one efficiently, 
without mm -hmm. uh, clones and um the ability to uh ask for support without getting your head bitten off is is terror onion uh sediator uh, fenrir right right so those are the big three and uh and again we know that when it comes to the mode um it's it doesn't it's a great device. I think it's a great device. It's worked well for me, but I did have those uh, difficulties with all of the competition entries, you know, the homebrew entries, right. especially ones that you, you know, go that kind of work outside of, uh, you know. Yeah. So, so the, the devs for, for um, homebrew stuff tend to have Seedator because that's, that's, we all kind of bought into it at the same time. Right. Um, and some of us have a Fenrir, like I said, and I just said it as a friend rear and he might yeah. have multiple solutions as well but uh, if it works on uh psk and a burnt disc that's that's working and it's and it's your issue at that point if your ode doesn't support it because right. we can't we we don't obviously we don't have the, the manpower of one it's not enough to support multiple um you know instances mm -hmm. uh and and fair amount uh to to address the disc switching stuff uh according to sega documentation Disc switching should not be necessary to play a multi-disc game. The save file should be sufficient to transfer from one to another. And as far as I can tell, that ha that is the case for all of the multi-disc games that I know about. Yeah. Um. So, you get you're gonna get a Fenrir? You think? If if I get a second Saturn, I would probably get a Fenrir and a VCD just to see what I'm missing. But I mm -hmm. probably am not missing that much. Uh, I I don't I can't really justify the purchase right now. That's 200 in the hole, and I could be using that 200 for yeah. literally anything else. Yeah, no, I I totally understand. Um, but I mean, yeah, definitely, uh, I definitely recommend it. I re I definitely recommend that folks check it out. Um, it's 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 just a great option that uh that gets a lot of support and uh and again it it uh it's got now the it's he's not just working by himself obviously you know he's got like you know a lot of support behind him and you know it's being sold on uh on stone age gamer so i mean it doesn't look like availability is an issue as well uh, for the most part so uh as they're cranking out batches of them all the time so yeah definitely highly highly can recommend as well as a satiator, you go either way. There's going to be pros and cons for either. Just choose what makes the most sense for your setup. That having been said, uh, I do need to wrap up and go get some pizza with the kids. We're going to do a movie night. I'm still trying to there. figure out what we should watch. Some kind of Christmas movie. Maybe Home Alone, Home Alone 2 or something like that. Um, but I wanted to thank our patrons for your financial support. Uh, especially... Um, to everybody that that supports us even even if you give a dollar it really does help uh, i just mentioned that pat and i um bought or we put in pre-orders for the fenrir um you guys help us do that and we're gonna of course test them out thoroughly and uh give our um honest feedback on the duo and and how it works and everything so we'll put it through its paces i also recently ordered um those uh limited run games uh replacement cases on amazon because they they uh lower their price uh essentially to compete directly with the 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 standard amazon cases that had been on offer uh lrg uh, yeah they they lowered their price to 59.99 shipped so basically competes for, how many? for for 10 so six bucks a case shipped that's and not bad. it's not bad and and 
and I and I have to repeat that I recently bought a ton of those Amazon cases, the VGC one, online ones or whatever. Chris Alaska, basically, the dude that that originally made them uh, and put them on Amazon, and they're called like the second run cases. And I was really un, I was really bummed when I got them to find out that the quality has dropped. There, it's it's undergone a, a significant drop. I wouldn't say that it's AliExpress quality. Uh, it's not that bad because the AliExpress cases were garbage. I, in fact, literally they are garbage. They're sitting right there. I'm not using them for anything. I can't even put a reproduction in there because the disc will not stay on the spindle. It just, you put it on and it falls right off. Oh, that's rough. Um, yeah. It, it, the whole thing, they're just absolute garbage. I don't recommend anybody gets them. Um, but that having been said, I was really bummed out because, uh, the ones on Amazon, the second run, uh, were really good. They were the quality was really good. They 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 closed. They fastened. Uh, they didn't have rough edges. Now the ones that I got are just like a little bit more on the rough side. Like they haven't been finished properly. You know, there, there's a little bit of like plastic burr on the edge. You know where they just didn't really. Uh, you know uh, that you could tell that it went through the mold, but they didn't really bother like um buffing it or like taking off like the the, the burred edges. You know, um. And a, and a few little other things that are, are like probably nitpicks, but I, you know, I want to be able to see how the L, the limited run games cases stack up so I can let people know what the best deal to get is. So that's another thing that, that patron supporters have helped uh, with. And um, yeah, we just really, really appreciate you guys uh supporting us we we really appreciate those of you that are like so committed you've decided to support us at the ten dollar and up level and i'm going to read out your names steven johnson stone man justin a murder of crows gem clash or rank cerulean it's in the chat with us here robert ramsey nutrageous blue moon love you man uh tanuki trev johannes fetz rowan dinked Derek Pascarella, A Team, Shadow Mask, Mamdu Madar, Memphis, uh, Emerald Nova, who we have right here sitting next to me, $20 patron. Thank you, sir. And Young Money Swee. Uh, all of you guys, absolutely. Thank you so much for your support. Um, and you know what? We, we hope to continue to grow and, and continue to put your guys' uh, funds to good use, be it through we just had to renew our our hosting you know uh and that was a significant expense to keep the lights on and we got it we got like the google drive where we're sharing projects and stuff like that so yeah there's just a lot of stuff uh believe it or not it's a lot more expensive to do this and uh we used to just do it out of our own pockets and and our wives would well either our wives or just our our bank accounts they, they would, would tolerate it barely they would they, well they would tolerate what they knew about no i'm just kidding no <laughs> uh no uh, but you're being recorded yeah i know no it's 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 cool it's it's all good um the the fact is that because of you guys we don't you know everything's very much uh itemized and uh and supported you know financially and we really don't have to worry about that anymore so we really really appreciate every one of you and if you can't give through patreon uh patreon that's totally fine we just want you to join the discord community and engage and be and be active and help um you know maybe bring more members over uh you know introduce them to the saturn it's a great console and just be active in our discord server on our website you can donate there's a one-time link that you can go to to donate um so you can just donate through paypal if you like using a credit card or or, or uh what have you uh there's also 
let's see i mean uh we've got merch also available through our website is the the merch store where you can buy stickers and and you can buy uh t-shirts and mugs and you know tote bags and whatnot hey there now see i couldn't key that out if i if i had you on a green screen you know so there you go i'm gonna Um, get a hot pink screen if i can we got the podcast of course uh where we do you know editor's corner we do mainline uh shiro podcast which we're going to be recording soon i think it was scheduled for tomorrow and then uh, of course um also the uh shiro show goes up on the podcast uh right now if you happen to be a patreon supporter at any level you can download you can listen to the latest editor's corner which is a quiz episode uh between me and peter it's a plot cast a plot quiz i guess where we're go through and and try to read off synopsis and and try to figure out what it, what it is from from the very obscure clues it, w- it was a fun episode and um i just recorded a, another episode with sega lord x that's going to be coming out as well soon and patreon supporters will get it a whole week uh, before everybody else does so um definitely there are some good reasons to be a patron supporter you also get um you also get exclusive access to our private uh you know patron supporter uh what do we call we that have a thing clubhouse. we have a little clubhouse yeah you, you know yeah. in the discord server um but yeah again it, it, again if you can't support us financially just you know like the thing right now take take two seconds and just hit the like button on the smash and sh- maybe like smash the like button <laughs> ring the bell whatever i don't i you know i hate being so cliche but share it out you know it helps so that we can beat the algorithm that way and we can grow the community and and we'll grow we'll grow slowly you know and steadily and uh we'll stay kind of like a family vibe like we are i think um but yeah until next time i want to thank everybody and just uh remind you guys that uh you should play sega saturn if you're not what the hell are you doing watching this show and not playing sega saturn uh and we're going to i'm gonna roll credits okay but after the credits um i'm gonna show one last time i'm gonna show the uh oh wait i should show the trailer first otherwise it's gonna go through the stinger and everything like that so let's do that i'm gonna show I'm going to show the Stellar Assault trailer one more time, okay? And then we're going to roll credits on this show and call it call it good, okay? So here we go. One one more time with feeling is the Stellar Assault opening FMV trailer-ish, I don't know, thing. Here we go. Four years have passed since first contact. Earth, the third planet, fell under siege to an alien fleet the likes of which we'd never seen. The situation seemed dire, but to our surprise, the enemy were easily repelled, withdrawing at the first show of resistance and vanishing as swiftly as they'd appeared. Their technology had simply been no match for that of mankind. Considering the minimal damage done, there was perhaps a silver lining to the incident. The attack had unified us, bringing an end to eons of conflict over ethnic and religious divides. Afterward, we studied what we could from the wreckage of enemy ships, but there was precious little to be learned. The vessels had been outfitted with self-bricking mechanisms, making them all but impossible to examine. Then. 
two years later, there was a second contact. The identity of the alien menace remained a mystery, but this time, we were ready for them. Knowing another encounter was all but inevitable, we'd work together as one human race to make preparations to intercept and attack. Having only incurred minor damage in the previous clash, we'd assumed the enemy would be even easier to repel this time, but the alien invaders had another surprise for us. Their once outdated technology had evolved immensely in two years' time. It was now nearly on par with our own. Had we not undergone a technological revolution over those two years, they might have wiped us out then and there. Then, as the battle descended into chaos, the enemy vanished yet again. This time, however, we were able to track them. They had performed a series of space-time jumps, consolidating their forces at the edge of our solar system. And then, with a mysterious blast, disappeared altogether. Some theorized they'd recognized their imminent defeat and self-destructed, but ultimately, we determined it safest to assume they'd escaped, leaving open the possibility of a future encounter. Another two years passed, and now, they've made contact for a third time. This time, certain facets of their technology have surpassed ours. This comes in spite of humanity's strength and coordination and further technological advances since the last contact. We no longer have the assurance we once did, only questions. Why do they attack at two-year intervals? Where did they come from? And who, or what? Are they?